So come on you vixens, big game ahead. Welcome to episode 21 of the Bristol City Vixen Cast, a podcast all about Bristol City women who play in the FAWSL. Episode 21, that's a special one, isn't it? It's key to the door. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a big, a big birthday for us, isn't it? So will Bristol be getting the key to the door? I mean, hopefully not the key to the relegation door. <laughs> Very good, Shahan, because we all know that's what happens ceremonially, given a key and told to leave the league. <laughs> <laughs> relegation trap door. <laughs> yes. So obviously we are on all the um, the usual social media channels, aren't we, Shahan? Yes, we are. Oh, yeah, I, f- I forgot to say who I am. I'm DM with us. I'm Nat Brown. And I'm Shahan Mia. And don't get don't forget to follow us already if you haven't done so on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Just search for at BC Vixencast. Uh, don't forget to uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts. And have all you got the- any re- reviews? Have you actually got any reviews? I mean, I. I mean, you, you can't review on Spotify. I think you can review on Apple Podcasts, but I haven't checked. Uh, oh, listen, if you want to be the first, then feel free yeah. to, to do so. Or, may, or maybe other people have reviewed, but we, we just haven't checked. Imagine if Matt Beard's reviewed it. Yeah. We should try and get the team to review our podcast, like mm-hmm. Baggers or something, see what yeah. Baggers thinks. Yeah. Um, or anyone really it doesn't have to we be We can have a little section on the show where we read out people's reviews. Yeah, on on the on the podcast live well we'll look we'll look at that for next week and just see if anybody has actually reviewed but um but yeah if you like it review it why not that's what people do these days because we're still in lockdown across england even though some restrictions are easing soon we're still still recording this virtually over zoom so i'm in my flat and dm and that in our house uh, on the other side of the park from me yes other side of the park we could meet up soon shahan and um do it outside. We could. We could do like a, a kind of outside broadcast. It sound like uh, rambling with Claire Balding. Yeah, nice. if, we, if, if we all take our recording equipment with us outside and position it. it... That would be beautiful, wouldn't it? It would. Maybe we'll see a kingfisher. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We'll do it in <laughs> hushed tones. Welcome. So we're, we're here after Bristol have drawn with Birmingham they're very close rivals in the league do you want to tell us a little bit at about Damson them? Park Damson Park the lovely Damson Park lovely Damson Park yes I'm okay it's called I, Damson Park because... I hadn't I had no idea David Lambert was joining us today uh... <laughs> that was Claire Balding and Claire Balding thank you very much yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> as we call ourselves at home <laughs> rambling at Damson Park uh... anyway <laughs> Should we move on to talking about the game? So we have just watched uh, Bristol City play Birmingham City to a one-all draw at Solihull Moors FC or Damson Park or mm-hmm. the Sport Nation Dot Bed Stadium, whichever. Oh, that's a lot which, of names. With the Gasworks Stand as well, or whatever it was called. Yeah. The yeah. game. The game. The game was moved back to Birmingham's uh, usual home, having played their previous home games at St George's Park. Uh, of course, uh, myself, DM, and I, we have great memories of, of being at Damson Park. Uh, of course, we were we were there that season for the famous 1-0 win, which turned oh, out to yeah. be the final game of the season. 
That was lovely, wasn't it? It was a real, it was a real moment. It was a good day out. That it was, was wasn't it, it was lovely. Who, who was to know that that would be the last day out, pretty much that yeah. we were to ever have until the end of this, you know, thing. But yeah, mm. it was, it was a good, you know, a happy, a happy hunting ground of recent years um, for for Bristol because. I remember for years we were playing, we always played Birmingham and we always lost and we had like a really kind of terrible record against them. And then a couple of seasons ago, we beat them 1-0. I think in Tanya Roxbury's first season in charge. And then obviously that famous win, as you you mentioned last year with the exhilarating winner from Ebony Salmon. Definitely DM. And of course there was one change to the squad uh, from from last week's game. Charlie Wellens, who, as we found out, was apparently ill last week, uh, returned to the starting 11 uh, with Flo Allen dropping to the bench. Uh, Matt Bid saying is pretty much into me, it could be a, a possible Salmon, House, and Wellens front three. However, the big main uh, talking point of, of the game was even before a ball kicked off when the referee decided that Bristol City had to play in their away kit, their away purple and lime kit, because the white shorts of the red with, with the red shirts would apparently clash with the white shorts of Birmingham. And which I found personally very funny considering Bristol City's last home game was against Man City and both teams wore white shorts. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously got something going on with her eyesight, um, which prevents her from, you know, she probably fo- possibly follows the game at short level. Um, and <laughs> that's a key way she differentiates between the teams. I'm not sure, but um, for me... That purple and that blue, that was a bit of a, a kit clash. It was the same actually when we played against Reading, wasn't it? Yeah. Because we terrible. played in the purple against the hoops, the the blue and white hoops of Reading. I was just like, why is this happening? It's just now usually. Mm. I mean, you are meant to have. I believe you are meant to have all of your items of clothing different colours, um, but usually you've got like a pair of black shorts that go with the red top or something like that. Uh, you mm. know, or like. Just like a a slight difference that actually enables you to look different from your position. Because I was really struggling with that purple and blue combo today. That didn't work for me. I found it very difficult. I mean, I remember last year in the game, uh, Bristol City played in an all-black away kit. And um, I I saw someone on Twitter point out that in the corresponding men's fixtures, Bristol City men, whenever they play a team like Birmingham, they just wear all reds, like red shirts and red shorts. But for whatever reason, the red shorts were not available to see women. All the other option was proposed was to have red shirts and green shorts. I think that would have been or fine. Lime shorts. Oh, yeah. It would have been a bold move, but that's something I want to see before the end of the season. I really hope it happens. Mm. I mean, you I know, be- you can't get much more. I think you described the Bagger's outfit. It's it doesn't. It's not going to clash with anything apart from itself. Exactly. Have, it yeah. is. That's what it's. You know, it's the My Little Pony kit, but it's also the Kit Clash kit. It's and then gorgeous. If you have that and the purple and the uh, sorry, the red shirts with the green shorts, it would just be a thing of beauty. Definitely. And um, one thing I've, I noticed throughout the game today was. I think compared to last season, I think the TV cameras have moved to the other side of, of the stadium. Hence why we, I think everyone that was watching the game was able to hear Mad Beard and maybe some other people shouting because they were literally right underneath uh, where the cameras were standing. Yeah, for sure. And um, I heard Lauren Dykes as well a few times. And um, yeah, and not, not so much Carla, actually. She was quite keeping it stum. And I think that is possibly a tactical move. Um, I did think, He's, he's maybe giving a little bit too much away in the first half when he was basically barking out strategic decisions 
um, you know, very loudly, but obviously you have to communicate. But that's the problem, isn't it? When there's no crowd or anything, it's it's just, you can really hear. Um, obviously Jane Ludlow loves that, but I can imagine if you are, if you're trying to uh, be slightly mischievous tactically, it's, it's pretty difficult if you're, can be heard very clearly and particularly very difficult if you're very loud. I think managers have always, they've always heard each other on the touchline though. You just can't, usually as a fan, you can't hear it. So I don't think it's really like the fact that we could hear it today. Like, you know, the opposition manager is always stood just like a few meters away. You can always hear what they're saying. So it's not so much of a thing. It's just like today we really heard as fans, didn't we? What was going on? Yeah. So mm. uh, well, there's um, hearing and then there's really hearing. I think. I think the first thing I noticed from the first from the first half was Bagley made a great save, which led to a corner from Birmingham in the second minute. Um, mm. Of course, the corners seem to be very vital um, throughout this game. I mean, on the ninth minute. So Bagley made a save from Little John's chip, which led to a again another Bristol corner. And then on the twelfth minute, um, Carla Humphrey somehow managed to get a shot, but then it bounced off Hannah Hampton and then it landed right into Charlie Weddings, who's, who's of course the ex Birmingham player, for her to shoot it in and make a one 0 on the thirteenth minute. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And I thought this is good. This is good. This is what we want. And then shortly after that, there was, um, I think Ebony Salmon was uh, straight down, bearing down on goal. And there was a fantastic tackle for one of the, the Birmingham players that scooped the ball out from uh, under her feet. So if, she, if she'd managed to get a shot away, that would have been, you know, potentially really good. And um, yeah, I thought we were good in the first half. You know, I thought we were, we really controlled the game. And I thought it's, it's a shame. It's a big shame that we didn't add to that because uh, I think there was always going to be the potential for, Carla to come you know take the team inside and do whatever she does motivate them and um you know get them to come back of course in the 21st minute um as as it seems to be typical every episode Yana Daniels got fouled once again uh, which led to a free kick uh which looked like either Gemma Perfield or Ellen Mashantoni could take but eventually uh Perfield took it but Hampton almost dropped it in her save I don't know if you you saw this DM on that I described it in the notes as a Yana Daniels special. (laughs) It was remarkable because she um, managed to like kick the ball too far away and there's no way you should get fouled. And she just managed to get fouled. It's incredible, isn't it? It It's just a real talent, a real gift. I mean, Um, and speaking with Daniels, uh, well, sorry, sticking with Daniels, um, of course she, uh, in the 25th minute, she appeared to have fallen in the box uh, after a yeah another corner, so maybe trying to get a penalty. But do you think she died, or do you think she generally got pushed? I don't know. Do you know? I I can't really I can't really comment because it's really hard without the um, replays. You know, the replays. Uh, you've seen them given for her, haven't you? But I think maybe the the refs know now, don't they? That she's good at, good at getting fouls, and she certainly was overlooked a couple of, of fouls that could have been given against her were were not given um so i don't know we'll just have to wait to see for any replays on that one what do you think i think most likely it's it's hard to tell but i think she might have tried to win the penalty but obviously the referee just wasn't was minor and lucky she didn't get booked for that so yeah no absolutely i think that's the thing is that it wasn't a completely blatant dive um but um, that is part of her game. So, um, yeah, we'll give give her the benefit of the doubt. Birmingham could have even, even scored a goal 
because uh, there, there were so many attempts in the 18-yard box. And I find it very funny. We, we just talked about her, but it was Yana Daniels, the one to clear the ball out. Yes. Was that the, the like there was a goal mouth scramble sort of, you know, mm. in the 40, I've got it down as the 41st minute because I've been also noting down the minutes. Um, and that was a bit hairy. It got a bit hairy towards the end of the, the first half. I think they're possibly a bit nervy that they were one nil up and that there was the possibility that they'd go in one nil up. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought we just there was some really lovely football in the first half. I thought we we were controlling the game, we were winning all the second balls. We were just we just looked like a really coherent, fluid side in places. And yeah, there were a couple of Ebony Salmon had a couple of shots. We looked really in control. We were playing some really nice football. We were able to kind of push the ball around in quite tight spaces. There were nice triangles. Everyone was playing really nicely. Ella was kind of playing some nice three balls. Yeah, I just think we played really nicely in the first half. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a shame we didn't play as well in the second. Yeah, and I thought that that actual that setup was really good as well, like having Harrison, Salmon, and then Wellings as a, you know, a kind of front front three. It was quite attacking. You had Yana Daniels playing in a, a wing back role. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I thought we played. I thought I enjoyed. I enjoyed the first half, but again, should have should have scored another. Um, and the second half, I found it quite disappointing actually, because and it was very predictable what would have happened because we knew that they'd come out and pressure us, and I I just think should probably have anticipated that in the halftime team talk or be prepared basically, and I think. It wasn't, you know, they weren't absolutely sitting on top of us, were they? But they were just, they were pressuring and pressuring and pressuring. And it, it became, it became too much because we, we didn't seem to anticipate it. Yeah, definitely. DM. Um, interesting. There was no halftime subs from either team. Um, and then you mentioned it about Ebony Salmon just a few seconds ago. Of course, um, Harrison went down the right wing, uh, did a long ball to Salmon and Salmon was able to shoot. But uh, of course, took a wide uh, pass for even Hannah Hampton to try bother to save. Do you think any injury concerns that we mentioned last week might have been one off, or do you or, or do you think that's why Salmon might not have been able to be as you know uh, what's the word? <laughs> um, you know, clinical. dangerous and yeah, clinical. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she didn't look kind of a hundred percent. Like on top of her game today, I I was kind of saying in the first half it might have been because she was being well marked and that's why everyone else was getting such um, good freedom really, um, it, which is possible uh, again with the camera angles you can't always see what's going on uh, off the ball. But I kind of maybe thought that Salmon was being kind of well looked after. There were certainly many times when she was being doubled up on, which did lead to quite a lot of space for Harrison and Wellings. And even Carla Humphrey kind of looking looking a bit more kind of effective going forward. Um, but yeah, in the second half, I think everyone looked a little bit, everyone's touch kind of disappeared a little bit. So, so I don't know, it's kind of hard to judge Shaman's performance today because I think she was very effective at taking players off other players. So quite a selfless job she did today, I think. Uh, you know, just getting making all those Birmingham defenders really busy leaving lots of space for everyone else. I thought it was quite a savvy, clever thing, really. Uh, she still looked sharp when she had a few chances, but uh, I think she was, you know, she was doubled up on a lot of the time, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
<clears throat> absolutely Definitely. and then just that ball from Ab abby harrison was really good as well um it was a really good you know long ball that was still another great ball that was very um, accurate that salmon was able to run onto and yeah it'd be interesting to see how close that shot actually was um so I, th I thought it might have gone i mean it would have been a fantastic goal if it had gone in because the angle was very acute but yeah i just thought we we just looked a bit bit tired again and like it kind of looked like we were asleep it was again it was like I think they've talked about it in the post-match interviews that it was the inversion of last week where in the first half against Tottenham they looked quite tired um I don't think we were as bad as we were against Tottenham in the first half last week but still I thought we were just a little bit slow and you know that we were we weren't getting to those second balls which we need to do if we're going to get anything out of games definitely DM and um of course uh, now mentioned there about like players touches of course one player who whose touch was still remarkable and made many great saves was Sophie Bagley um on I think in the second half uh she made a great save from an effort by Sarah Malin say uh you'd punch or punch the ball out if you will which of course led to a Birmingham corner however on the 57th minute as we've we've all been alluding to um and of course there was a goal from Christy Murray uh, to fire it into the top corner to make a one-off for Birmingham. Do you think Bagley could save that, or do you think there was nothing anyone could have done? I think it's it was yeah. I think probably probably no. Um, but yeah, you were absolutely right about the saves that she had made up to that point. In fact, in my notes, I was um, just before that corner. I've got down Bagger three, Birmingham nil because that <laughs> save, the third save in particular, the one that went against the. Um, the, the bar was really, really impressive. And um, yeah, so I just, yeah, I mean, it was just, they were, that was that was similar to us having three corners in a row. That was the third corner they had in a row. And it was just like, they were pushing the door and pushing and pushing and pushing. And eventually the pressure told. Um, and yeah, the momentum was with them then. And, you know, from that point onwards, we were lucky, not lucky, but you, you've got to be happy with a point, I think, that we didn't lose the game at least. That's how I feel. Mm. Um, they could have they could have won mm, definitely and um of course on the 62nd minute um Bristol made their first sub of the sub of the match uh Ellen Antonio came off for Amy Palmer and I have I've got that right this week because I got the names wrong in last week's episode and and on the 72nd minute uh in what would have been the last substitution made um Abby Harrison who appeared to have suffered some sort of injury came off for Faye Bryson um, I, I I didn't quite see the injury fully or what had happened, but I'm guessing it must have been an off-camera incident, I believe, or I, maybe I just wasn't paying attention at the time. Like, DM and I, I did you see anything? I didn't see an incident, no. I, I'm assuming she just kind of... She was, was... holding her hamstring, yeah. so it looked maybe it was something to do with that. And that's a you know a massive shame, obviously. She's been plagued by injuries, so I hope that it's nothing serious and she gets better soon because she's been coming into some great form as well and been a really good addition to the team in recent weeks so um yeah get better soon abby mm -hmm. and um again i know birmingham are pretty short when it comes to matching squads but is it me or do they not make a single substitution at all uh yeah actually i don't think they did did they no no oh, no no substitutions wow so, goodness <laughs> on the 78th minute uh molly pike had a, an attempt at a goal which called wide but um, even in the post-match interviews, um, there was a cons consensus that the, she should have passed the ball to Wellens because it was open 
there for her. Do you think Pike should have passed the ball to Wellens or do you think she was right in what she was doing? Yeah, she absolutely should have passed to Wellings. It was 100% the thing to do at that moment because Wellings was in loads of space, made a brilliant run, mm-hmm. um, as she, she she can do. She has been in good form at the moment, yeah. scored some goals. I mean, this isn't to criticise her. I mean, it sounds like a criticism, but it's not. It's just, you know, the question about decision-making. and You know, maybe she was panicking or something, but I was just like, oh, my God, Charlie's free. And um, But, yeah, yeah, she should have passed it. And to be honest, that and the salmon attempt um from the three ball from Harrison there wasn't really anything else that we had in the game in the second half um and you obviously need to make those um opportunities count the last major thing I noticed was um on the 84th minute Kira Skills um was booked for a foul on Lucy Whip there was three minutes at a time and then the final result was one all um looking at the stats again it's a very even now game Birmingham have 52% possession. Bristol City have 48%. Birmingham has 14 shots with four on target. Bristol City had 13 shots with two on target. Birmingham had seven corners to Bristol City's five. And Birmingham City had eight fouls to Bristol City's 11. Uh, there was a couple of comments we received uh, from our some of our Twitter followers. Duncan Gardner said this game was one for the purest. The live table looked amazing when they took the lead, but a point apiece probably fair. Now above, now the the two teams above in the table. Oh, are we phrase? We're now above two teams in the table, so up to others to catch us up for a while. Uh, I didn't actually look at the table when Bristol City scored the first goal, so I didn't know what position we were in at the time. I don't know if you saw that, dear Mona. Nope. Um, well, brief. Um, no, I didn't look, but we would have been above Birmingham, wouldn't we? Um, we'd have leapfrogged them, I think. Probably. Um, and yeah. um, and C Jane commented saying. Wish players would stay on their feet. Too much looking for ref, the ref to give them free kicks. Don't like this change in the push to play. Play with quality, not bad tricks. <laughs> Anything you want to say to that? Well, I think it's a trope that the women's game is it's an honest game, isn't it? It's like, yeah. well, no, if you get fouled, you fall over, don't you? Looking at the other fixtures that happened this weekend, um, with West Ham losing 2 0 to Man United yes, yesterday and today with Aston Villa losing to Chelsea. And of course, ourselves drawing against Birmingham. Somehow, and I, even I was surprised about this, we are now up to 10th, a highest position so far in the WSL. Come we are on 18 points with, no, we're on eight, um, eight, played 18 games with 11 points, whereas Aston Villa have played 16 games with 10 points, West Ham with 16 games and nine points, and Birmingham City with 17 games and 13 points. I did feel a bit nervous after the game ended today because I thought, oh, you know, I'm worried about, and what I was nervously looking at the fixtures for the other teams because I know we do, we are ahead of other teams, but we do have, we have played more games, and that is a bit worrying. Even though obviously you, it's better to have the points on the board um, than not have them. It is remark, it is a remarkable achievement. Whatever way you look at it, the fact that we had was it two points when Matt Beard came in. Yep, and went out to eleven. And that's, yeah, that's it just shows. really good. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're now more points than we were this time last season. Although this time last year, of course, the the, the, the league was already uh, suspended on pause or whatever. I think there's one more thing that needs to be said about the Birmingham game, although from a different perspective. That's correct. We've uh, got the pleasure and the honour of being joined by Craig Hadley from Brum is Blue podcast, the um, flagship and 
leading podcast about women's football about Birmingham City um, over a, the Centurion podcast they've had over 100 episodes in fact they did a room 101 um, for their I think it was their last episode um, so they're a whole 80 episodes ahead of us and um, it is a competition so we'll we'll, we'll work on it over the, the summer and um, try and get up to 100, 101 as well. It's not really how it works. No, so I know. We've got to have a game. I know, I know, I know. We won't, really, won't really. But here he is. Here's Craig. And thank you, Craig. He's got a nice voice. Greetings, Fixing Cast. It's Birmingham Calling. Bit of uh, Eurovision fun for you there. Hello, I'm Craig from the Brum is Blue podcast. Thank you for having me on your show this week. Just a few of my thoughts on the game that finished 1 1 between Bristol City and Birmingham City at Damson Park. I thought the draw is probably a fair result on the way that the game ended. We started okay, then obviously Charlie Wellings, a familiar face for a lot of Birmingham City fans. She's been through our academy, she came through and then she obviously went to Bristol City. So she came back to haunt us. I thought this could really be one of those moments where, you know, everything goes wrong and everything comes back to haunt you. A bit like the last time these two sides played at Damson Park, but, but luckily for us, it didn't end that way. We came out in the second half looking a bit better, pressing a bit higher, Getting forcing the errors from Bristol City and we won a corner kick which we had a great training ground routine. Ball played low across the ground which Georgia Brehm levers the defender just out of the way to get the ball through to Christy Murray who then fires the ball into the top corner. Cue the celebrations for the home players and it was a lovely moment when Christy Murray went to hug the manager Carla Ward on the touchline after that with a trust in her to give her the captain's armband this season. In terms of the game, it was a very close game. It was a very, very good battle between the two sides. I don't think it went anywhere over the line. I don't think we were too aggressive. Either side did. Uh, you could obviously hear your manager, Matt Beard, um, on the on the touchline throughout the game. He wasn't too happy about a few of the decisions, and you can you could make that uh, perfectly clear when you heard him. But um, yeah, it was it was a game where I think a, a draw is a fair result. There was obviously the chances we had. We hit the bar. Ruisha Little John with the effort from distance. Then um, there was an inst- a possible chance where Bristol, if Molly Pike perhaps uh, passed the ball to the player um, on her right hand side, you might have got a goal there. So I was a bit um, sweating a bit when that w- that one went happened. Which then she took the shot on. So luckily that went w- in our way for us. But uh, yeah, overall I thought it was a good game, a fair game, and probably a fair result. Uh, good luck to Bristol City for the rest of the season. I always enjoy listening to your show, so all the best, and I will speak to you soon. Is there any other news? Oh, you right. could ask me that. Well, oh my gosh, we I don't think... know, Shahan. No, no, I do know. Do you? Because um, you know the reason why um, Matt Beard is in charge, which mm. is Tanya Oxtree's pregnancy, and um, the the news that um, she gave birth. I think it was last week. So massive, massive congratulations to you, Tanya and um, Alice. And we hope that I think he's called Albie or they're called Albie. Is that right? Albie. Yep. Uh, DM. So um, you've probably got the, the proper, the proper full name. She has got the birth certificate, everyone. <laughs> the news first broke by Chelham Town Ladies FC, who, uh, of course, Alice Kemsky, Tanya's partner, plays for. And yep, uh, the baby was born earlier this week. And the baby's full name is Albie Michael Kemsky Oxterby. What Lovely. a great name! That is. What a great name! I mean, it's not quite the same as Bernard, Bernard though, but oh, well, no. like, like our puppy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Bernie Brown, <laughs> <laughs> Bernard Brown, Bernard Brown. Uh, here now, it's time for your supper. Yeah, yeah of course, it's Bernard. 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 It's Bernard. Bernard. 
He's he's named uh, he's not named after Bernie Saunders or Sanders. How do you say his last name? He's named Sanders. after Bernard Stiegler, the French philosopher, the great late French philosopher. Just for the record, we all wish you know Tanya, Alice, and Albie like all the best. You know, as they start that they their family journey together. Yeah, and in, in the other news this week, um, it was revealed that Megan Sargent, who's been out uh, having suffered an ACL injury in January 2020, was back in training today. Uh, although it was reasonable that she wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't feature in today's game against her old team of Birmingham. Because I DM and now, do you think it's good? How great is it to see Megan back in training? Yeah, it's amazing. She's obviously been out for ages, and she was pretty core part of the team, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, when she came in, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see where she fits in because, like, Kira Skills and um, Gemma Evans seem to be a, a pretty inseparable partnership don't they yeah but I mean I mean when, when Megan Sargent was playing we were just going through center halves weren't we we were just they were just getting chewed up um so just having her back in training even if she's not starting or even if she's not even playing just having her back I think she's really knowledgeable she's really like she's been playing for years and years she's a really properly seasoned WSL player just having her around even if she doesn't make it into the starting 11, just having her around training is going to make the team better. So it's a really positive move. And hopefully she'll kind of regain enough fitness and form to be challenging those two. Because I actually think they're great. They're a really good partnership, aren't they? Skills and Evans. So yeah, if she can challenge them too, then she must be doing well. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back, Megan. Yeah, great. looking forward to see you soon. And who knows, um, as we record this, uh, she might even return for our next game, which is next Sunday against <gasps> Arsenal at Twerm <clears throat> Park with a 2 p.m. kickoff. Well, what do we uh, what do we make of that? What do we think is going to happen yeah, there? Bring it on. Yeah. Bring it I mean, um, this would be uh, Bristol City's first time hosting Arsenal because last season, that game, that respected game as Doug Gifford got called off due to the pandemic. And with other fixtures... Ha- um, affecting other teams so West Ham are playing Reading next Saturday and Aston Villa uh, away to Everton who of course beat Bur- Brighton 5-0 today and Birmingham playing Chelsea at Kings Meadow next uh, next Sunday this could be a last gasp ch- chance for us to get points ahead of those other teams and of course Arsenal um, have been on some more, some more of a well, they, 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 of course, beat Spurs 3-0 in the North London derby this weekend and then beat Man U last weekend. And it's just funny, like, it looked like as if they were going to have a bad season. Like, I remember seeing various tweets and seeing, you know, replies from Arsenal fans saying Montemurro out and thinking, and those fans thinking that their team had a bad season and to which I would reply <laughs> to them holding my beer. exactly (laughs) i'd love it if we could beat arsenal wouldn't that be brilliant wouldn't it be just wonderful if we if we we turn turn in one of those freak um against the run of play type victories against the uh the big the big girls like that lauren hemp goal um yeah because we we do have previous um we do have previous um with arsenal where sometimes we have been a bit of a problem side and actually we had a good game against them um, earlier in the season when we were rubbish so mm, we did, hopefully actually. um oh is that that 3-1 wit loss at, yeah um, yeah we got the goal the goal the goal that was the one glimmer of hope in an otherwise intensely bleak 
series of results um was that performance but yeah I mean if we could get a draw like that would be amazing if we can keep picking up these draws and just not getting beat and completely annihilated um that would be obviously be ideal yeah and who knows maybe we, we might expect Carla Humphrey you know to get some revenge like this is you could have had this this is what yeah this is what you get for like let me go yeah, that'd be good. All that pent up rage for all those years. Cause she's been playing at Bristol for how long now? Yeah. <laughs> five years. Finally. Five years. Five years of rage. I'd like to see it, please. Now. Yeah. yeah Start just, getting angry, Carla. Just bursting onto the field yeah. at Twerton Park. A little fireball. Yeah. Firecracker top right hand corner. As long as it's not another like massive fashion, like that infamous 11 1 fashion, like we had at Bournemouth uh, last season. But. I mean, I don't know whether Arsenal will be used to the, the type of pitch that Tryon Park has. I mean, it is looking a bit better, so, mm. you know. Actually, speaking of the pitches, i got to say Damson Park was really not good, or good enough today. Yeah, I thought it looked nice. I thought it looked, you know, good enough to plant some damson trees in. You want an orchard? A damson orchard. <laughs> and no, I thought it looked, it looked good. They'd obviously been working very hard on that pitch, so congratulations to the groundspeople. <laughs> That's a nice note to end on yeah is there anything else you want to say or nat you have anything else you want to say i think i'm no nothing from me um no nothing going on oh yeah no today. there is something no there is <laughs> oh, there is yes, something yes no there is there is if you get to the end and if you get to the end before tomorrow night um monday the monday 29th night. of march monday the 29th of march um i am working with a few other people in the the women's podcast world on a pilot football women's football phone-in um and we're going to do a couple of phone-ins before the end of the season so the first one is tomorrow night and it's called hold the line and the the twitter handle is at underscore underscore hold the line and if you just google hold or not google search for hold the line women's football phone-in show you should be able to find it and we're just looking for people to phone in and talk about football anything all teams all tiers um, anything to do with with women's football like if you want to talk about the results this weekend just or just the you know the big tv deal or just anything really it's want to get something off your chest um feel free to <laughs> <laughs> or, or just or just talk to a sympathetic ear um about something um you know we're not the samaritans but you know let's face it we don't have much of an audience at the moment so it won't be picky um so do give us a call and um, there are details on how to phone in um on the on the hold the line uh, website so it's actually a proper phone in as well you get to get to phone me and then i call you back like a proper phone in like, like a when proper you phone went in. on 606 with righty exactly oh that um, was good on it it was yep. it was probably my favorite moment of my life actually which is is uh, there we go? <laughs> I mean, and we'll, we'll show all the details on our on our Vixen Cast social media for yes. fans to get involved, which is probably a more accessible way of trying to learn about it. <laughs> you have been listening to the Bristol City Vixen Cast. The producer and editor was DM Withers. The music was by Annie Gardiner. The artwork was by Shahan Mia. And the woman who took her boat out for, into the canal early in the week was Nab Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and keeps supporting women's football. Chug chug chug. <laughs> <laughs>